listening to our New Chapel podcast. We're for people to connect with God and be raised to new life in Christ. Be sure to connect with us at newchapel.com and on social media to stay up to date on everything happening here at New Chapel. Thank you, church. I appreciate it. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you so much for coming out today and, and for being here. A lot of, lot of friendly and familiar faces here. Some new ones today. Appreciate that. If it's your first time here, you're going you're gonna to find, like we did, that uh, it quickly becomes a bit of a family here. So when they say, welcome home, they mean it. <laughs> it's not just a slogan. It's not just marketing. And um, we found that over time. I want to tell you today why that's important. The message is about living in freedom, so we're going to talk about how we're living today and how we should be living as we move forward. And uh, I think one of the glimpses into all of that is as the world shakes. How many of you know it's shaking today? You know, shaking. As the world shakes, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? I, I got to look at it every day. <laughs> you know, some of you can take a break, but I've got to talk about this stuff all the time. So I constantly have to see it. It's always in my face. And I'm going to tell you how I deal with it joyfully. How many of you would like to look at the news and walk away? <laughs> Maybe just walk away altogether. <laughs> But how many of you would like to walk away but still have a bit of a feeling of peace about it all? And yet maybe even, the Bible says peace beyond understanding, but how about a joy that you just can't explain? How about when people look at you, they go, that, that's something off about that guy. <laughs> What's going on there? Something not quite right. That's infectious. Right? And, and as, a, as a follower of Christ, as a church, that's where we ought to be. We ought to be so different that it just pulls people towards us. How many of you know that the world ain't right? And I don't know about you, but they're talking about normal. What is normal? And then there's the new normal. <laughs> we heard all about that. <sighs> I don't know about you, but I don't want to be normal. I want to be different. And if you do too, you're in the right place today. We're going to talk about living in freedom. And I tell you, I think somebody's going to get set free today. You ready for that? Praise God. Uh, let's pray. Father, we, we thank you for the opportunity to come together today. We just worship you, Lord. We know that in a time that we've seen it up close and personal, we know it wasn't that far that we didn't have the opportunity. We've seen what that's like. We see what they experience, just a taste of it on a daily basis in other places across this world. Lord, we don't take that for granted. We hear you calling, and we just ask today that you would open our eyes, you would open our ears, you would open our hearts to hear that message that you have for us today. 
We thank you for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, I will tell you, most of the times, the questions that people ask me when I speak or when I'm out in public is, hey, they ever tell you what to say on the radio? Did they ever give you what you can and can't talk about? Do they ever give you any guidance or any, any line that you can't cross? You might be surprised to hear this, but the answer is no. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, I'm in a very unique situation, and even when I fill in for, for Glenn Beck on his national program, I don't get any sort of, um, hey, don't talk, whatever you do, don't talk about this. And up until this point, praise God, I haven't had anybody say, don't talk about your faith. Isn't that something? And even if they did, you know, I'm not so good at hearing sometimes. <laughs> Lizzie will tell you that. But it's, it's been years of the radio business and wearing the headphones and things like that. So it's, uh, it comes honestly. Um, but... Today is a little different because I've been given a gift. Pastor Joe, who uh, just mentioned very, very uniquely during that time, 2020, things were just in a mess. Um, he and I got a chance to meet when the world really um, was upside down, even more so than normal. And there was this crazy guy that was going up on a rooftop to preach. And uh, it was all over my Facebook and all these different places. We're driving in. What's this all about? Drive in church. So I thought, I got to talk to that guy. And I did. Um, and a couple of years ago, that started this great friendship and, again, this family. Uh, but that's what living in freedom, it was the first drive into freedom, and that's where, that's where this came from. This living in freedom now has become an annual tradition. But because it's a couple of reasons. It's a holiday weekend. Churches, a lot of folks want to run to the beach on the holiday. I get it. Um, but, you know, sometimes you got to do things creatively to make sure that people are still getting fed because I don't know about you, but just because it's a holiday in the world doesn't mean that I can take the day off from where I need to be, right? So if you're here, like I said, you're here for a reason. Living in freedom is what we're going to talk about today. He gave us this gift. Last year with this title, when I read it, I thought to myself, isn't that something? I don't know if we can really put it into words, what this really means. We think about 4th of July and the fireworks and putting the, you know, burgers and the dogs on the grill and running around with the family, going to the lake or the pool or whatever we do. And there's nothing wrong with that. Those are great things. I love that. But Independence Day can happen any day. Living in freedom should be the normal but it's not. We live in a fallen world. And unfortunately, I don't make the rules of that world. I see the chaos, the violence, the hate, the death. I see it all on a daily basis because I have to look at the news, and you know 
like I do, that can be really tough to do. There are some stories that are so bad. There are some stories that are so horrific, I just have to put them away. And with all of it, we're constantly being uh, kind of thrust against each other. Have, have you noticed that? We are now more than ever facing a time where we're, we're being forced to choose. you got to pick a side. And that's no coincidence. That's intentional. I say it on the radio quite a bit, and I want to remind you today that your neighbor is not your enemy. They always want us fighting. And the reason why, you say, who's they? But, you know, they, the enemy. It doesn't matter who it is today, what name it is today, but, you know, the enemy constantly wants us fighting. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. The truth of what, what we're seeing today on a daily basis, the truth of what we face is it's a spiritual fight, folks. It's always been. And so when I am feeling like I'm pushed, I'm reading the stories in the headlines, I'm feeling like I'm being pushed or I feel like I'm being threatened. The truth is it's not left or right. It's not Republicans and Democrats. It's not it, what it is. It's good versus evil. And some of that is becoming more and more apparent every day when you see how bold evil is becoming. Now, church, when is good going to match that boldness? When are we going to stand? I don't mean that we stand and get bold and get ugly. I don't mean that we get stand, we get bold, and we get in their face. But I mean we do it like Jesus did. We stand in boldness on the rock with truth and grace. That's what love really looks like. Jesus was both. You can't have one without the other. A little bit too much of one, and you go off track. Too much love, anything goes. Right? Too much truth, and I can beat you over the head. Too much grace, again, anything goes. Too much truth, it's not very palatable. And the reality is, the good news, not the headlines we're staring at in the face every day, but the good news, the good news is what changes each and every one of us. The good news is what makes a difference. So what is the truth? If you know the truth, it shall make you free. The question is right now, more and more, it's becoming important because we don't know the truth. We got misinformation. <laughs> the devil is the author of misinformation. We got a lot of it out there, and it's constantly pushing us towards each other and fighting each other. I, I see it in the news every day. I'll, I, I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Noah was too. 
until it rained. The difference now between <laughs> conspiracy theory and fact is getting shorter and shorter. It used to be like years and then months and now days, minutes sometimes. We don't, uh, we don't know these things that we're constantly finding out. Um, the stories shift so much. But this is all part of the shaking. We're going to see more and more of the shaking. And you feel it in your own life right now. I mean, you feel the shaking. No matter whether it's looking at stories in the news, the things that are happening to people that are in faraway places, it could just be things that are happening in your own personal life right up close right now. We felt the shaking in our life back a couple of years ago when our first daughter was born. She was born at 27 weeks. Some say she was a little early. Knowing what we know now, we know she was right on time. God's time. It was, amen, yeah. She was two pounds, six ounces when she was born. Tiny. To look at the pictures, it's almost, I can't sometimes. But to see her today, she's full of life, 30 pounds. She's running around, and she is a pistol. She's smart. She's beautiful. And she's daddy's girl. Mommy's too. But God had a plan. We didn't know exactly what that was when we were in the middle of it all. But I, I've told this story before multiple times, but I've, I just we felt a peace through this entire process. We didn't know why, but we knew he was on the throne. So I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know if it's a financial thing. I don't know if it's a thing in your relationship. I don't know if you're dealing with a threat to your health. But chances are, each and every one of us has something we're facing. If you're facing something shaking you right now, will you raise your hand? Will you let me know? And we're going to pray for you here in a minute. My point is, in 2020, they tried to tell us we couldn't do this. But in 2023, we are back and we are with a boldness moving forward that will shake the enemy. Because, folks, we have to. The reason they didn't want us coming together is because we couldn't do what we're going to do today. It says, don't, forget to get, or don't forsake the gathering of the saints. You know why? Because church isn't just a building. I mean, they make it look real good. This used to be a Rite Aid. I'm telling you, this church looks great, but on the, on the inside, there's something deeper. There's something bigger happening. Church isn't just a building, folks. It's a family. It's the body of Christ. God is on the move. 
That's not just a catchy bumper sticker. That's not just a T-shirt. That's not just a marketing slogan. He's got some good ones, but it's the truth. He is moving each and every day. He is moving in the major moments, in the minor mysterious ways. And you know, part of the way he moves is through us. And I come to this church, I'm reminded of that. Last week, we got such a great word from Pastor Brian and Pastor Eric. But you know what happens every week here? The worship is on a different level. I just, I, I feel it when I come here because it's the people of this church. We need each other. We are the body of Christ. What does that mean? Well, simply put, we're the arms, we're the legs. We are how he moves. I got a chance to see this up close and personal several times throughout this last year. One of them was at a revival that happened at a Christian college down in Kentucky called uh, Asbury. Remember this? Anybody see this? This was incredible. I felt pulled to this thing. I was watching it online and seeing. They were in worship. If you don't know what this means, very simple. Christian college, this has happened several times in history, but they go, the students go for uh, chapel in the morning. One morning they go, and they never stopped for like 20 days straight. The thing just kept going and going and going. They're in worship. They're in praise. They're sharing a word, their testimonies, what, what God has done in their lives. I saw it up close and personal. I decided to drive there six and a half hours away. I told my wife, I said, Liz, I think I got to go to this thing. And she knows I'm not normal. So she said, okay. And I, I go down there to see it all. And I have seen quite a bit. I've worked in radio all my life, so I've seen concerts and I've seen big you know, music festivals and all kinds of events. But this, I've never seen anything like it before. There were cars lined up. It's near Lexington, Kentucky. So you're on 75 all the way down, and you get into some you know, Lexington. It's a bigger city. And then all of a sudden, there's a turn, and it's to like a two-way road, a highway, and then you know, okay, I'm in Kentucky. <laughs> you go into this college town, and there are cars lined up everywhere. One after the other, people are parking their cars in different places and on lawns and wherever, and there was a line of people stretched throughout the entire town to get into the auditorium. People were waiting for hours. Why? They just wanted to know. You're not alone. They wanted to experience. They wanted to see God move. I heard some great stories. Some people come from all over the world. Some folks sold their cars looking for a miracle. I'm not kidding. Some of these stories just melted my heart. One family, little girl was sick, sold the car so that they could get the plane tickets to fly to the United States to get to Kentucky so that they could get inside the auditorium 
so that they could experience God move and have a miracle right there. Praise God. Now that is another level of faith. But what I'm about to say may surprise you. Some of you it may not. They didn't have to do that. God isn't in an auditorium in Kentucky. He's right here. He's inside you, many of you today. And He is on the move. (sighs) Folks, we have seen it right here in our very church. Every, every Sunday, I feel it when we're here, I, I, I see God moving. But I'm going to tell you, um, I'm way off my notes today. and I don't know, maybe we'll get back into them or not, I don't know. But I want to tell you that we have seen miracles happen right here in this church. I'm going to say that again because I know I may have put you in the early crowd, so we may not have all the coffee in us we need just yet. We have seen miracles happen right here in this very church. We have seen cancer disappear. Praise God. We have seen barren wombs filled with babies. <laughs> Folks, I don't, I, I don't think you're, you're picking up what I'm laying down here. People that prayed. For years, for such a child as this. And I said, people, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. Not just one. I'm here to tell you God is on the move. He's moving in this church today. So I got all kinds of notes uh, here about Independence Day and freedom and the 4th of July and 1776. And I'm going to get to some of those, I promise, but I just don't want to miss this. Is someone here ready for their Independence Day? Are you ready for your Independence Day, church? This nation was founded, no matter what they try and tell you, on a covenant with God. It was set apart. We can go back to John Winthrop, and we can look. He was the first mayor of uh, Massachusetts, or governor of Massachusetts. We go back and look to, to his sermon, talking about that city upon a hill. We were set apart. Where did he get that from? Christ himself talks about the city upon the hill. Our founding fathers were fleeing religious persecution where you could not own Bibles, you would be thrown in jail. And we may be headed back that way, folks. Don't miss it. We're not far off. But they were fleeing those places to come to a better place so that they could make a better life for their kids, but also so that they could move the kingdom forward. They may not have even understood or known exactly why 
and what God had in store for them. But the United States has become one of those bright and shining cities on a hill. Now, we are in danger. I'm going to give you the truth. Because we've got to keep the fire burning. And every day it's under the attack. The enemy wants to snuff our light out. But we can't let them do that. They've taken the Ten Commandments down, and they've raised up flags of different kinds, and all in an effort to divide us, all in an effort to bring us further away from the truth. But what makes this country great? It's people are good. Not because people are good, because we are not. But our people are good because they're people of God. Now, people of God, how do you become a person of God? Well, folks, I, I got I, surprise, I can't do this on my own. Man, I went through it through the time uh, I, I grew up. I went through it. I tried. I, I climbed every corporate ladder, thought to, to get success, to feel fulfilled, but I was never satisfied. I saw um, lots of things, did lots of things I'm not proud of, but I got to tell you, none of that compared to Jesus. Absolutely none of it. And I will say that I'm not perfect. Christians aren't perfect. And I think a lot of times um, people are busy looking at people to see what Christ is like or what God is like when we really ought to look closer at Him to see exactly what He's like. We can be more and more, and we ought to try every day to be more and more and to allow Him to work in our hearts so that we can be better. You know, I'm finally getting to the point now somebody that cuts me off on the highway. <laughs> I can forgive them. <laughs> but I got to tell you, this is a tough thing. It's a daily work. I see some in the back there laughing a little too hard. Maybe you think about Pastor Joe. I, I, I can finally get through without uh, showing them some sign language. And I, I, I used to, this is the, this is the, person I used to be. People look at me to this day and they go, well, he's, he found Jesus. Amen. You know, one of the things you will find when you do find Jesus, he was there the whole time, number one. But one of the things that you will find is that people will often compare. They do this to me a lot too. They will compare the old you. They'll, they'll, Talk about you like, I'm not still that guy. I, I don't miss that part. I'm not still that person. That's what freedom's all about. Folks, um, I, I just, I can't, I, ha I have to get off of this. I, I, for some reason, I keep looking at these notes, and I just got to tell you, I want to obey where God's going to take us today, Okay. Uh, you raised your hand earlier. You're going through something right now. Put those hands back up. Put those hands back up. 
All right, right now I'm going to give you an opportunity to come to the front, come to the altar. We're going to pray for you. It doesn't matter what it is. If you if you got a headache, if you got something bigger, if there's a financial issue, if there's something happening, I want to invite you up front. We're going to pray for you right now. I'm not going to put a spotlight and ask you about, hey, what are you going through? That's not what I'm going to do. This is not to embarrass you. This is not to shame you. But this is only to serve you because we could all use prayer right now, folks. Come to the front. We're going to pray. Church, we're going to pray. Pastor Brian, Pastor Eric, you want to join us up here today? Hey, we might get everybody up here. That's okay. That's all right. Come on up here, guys. Okay. If you feel comfortable, just just lay a hand. And some of you that may want to come up and pray for these folks, feel free to come up. You can lay a hand on them if you want. Because we're a family here. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're dealing with today. Somebody's got some anxiety in here today that they just feel will not go away. They just can't shake it. They've got some sort of anxiety, some stress that is just too much. It's almost like they can't breathe. We're just going to ask the Lord to lift that today, lift that right up. Father, thank you so much for your people. Lord, thank you. These people are such sweet gifts. We pray that no matter what it is today that they're feeling, that they're going through, that they're experiencing, Lord, that you would show them relief. That you would break whatever chains that are binding them right now, Lord. Whether it be some sort of physical issue, whether it's a health problem, Lord, whether you've got some sort of addiction. There's somebody with an addiction in here today. The chains have been broken. By the blood of Jesus, the chains have been broken in here today. Someone has some sort of addiction that they just can't shake. They've tried to put it down. They can't. They come back to it over and over again for whatever reason. You've been wondering, God, is this thing real? Lord, the, the chains are broken today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the freedom. Freedom from all opposition in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. This is the family. This is the body of Christ, Lord. This is what it looks like. I told you I went to Asbury, folks. I didn't know why it was going. I had no idea. I just felt called. I felt pulled there. I kept trying to turn it off and say, no, you don't have to go. You see this every day. You don't need to go. What do you need? You don't need anything. You feel, you feel the Lord working every day. Why are you going? It was to see it so that I could come back and share it. I saw the body of Christ. People lined up all through town. I saw them lined up all through town. People waiting for hours to get in. And you know what I saw? I saw people coming together in groups and praying with each other, complete and total strangers. They never met each other. They didn't know who each other were. They were praying with each other. And some of you might be here for the first time. You think, this is weird. And that's good. I didn't know what I was seeing. I saw a food truck that said, free food. And right next to it said, need prayer? 
they were handing out blankets because it was a little colder, it was a little chilly. They had those big propane tank heaters set up. They had big uh, jumbotron screens. People could watch the service that was going inside. What I seen, folks, was a glimpse of heaven, church. I saw a glimpse of heaven. What if his kingdom came down and rested right here? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. What if we could show that to each other every day in our actions? We can. That's what the body of Christ does. That's what it looks like. I thank you, Father, for the healing. I thank you that you've broken the chains. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for these people today. I thank you for your people, Lord. I thank you for your church. If anyone, if anyone is here today as we talk about being free, if anyone is here today and you haven't made that decision for the ultimate freedom, I would ask you to come down and join us as well. We're going to pray for you today. I talk about the things that are happening on a daily basis in the natural. I talk about the things that are happening in the world, but I want to spend a little more time in the Word each and every day. I tell people to get prepared. You may want to get a little more food. You may want to get a little water. You may want to get a few things set up so you can bless and help other people in case we do see a supply chain. What do you mean supply chain issue? I saw people going crazy for toilet paper a couple of years ago. I don't know about you folks. It might make sense to have a, a couple extra cans of soup or something in the cupboard. I'm just saying. And I talk about these things, but I ask when you're talking about getting prepared and the things that you might do, have you prepared your soul? Are you ready for what may come? And I don't just mean coming to the end of our life, but I might come to the end of us. What happens when the world starts to shake? We want to make sure that we've built our house on the rock. So let's pray. If you're going to pray with us today, church, please pray together so that these folks don't, uh, don't feel alone here because they are not. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross in my place for my sins so I can be forgiven. You raised him from the dead. This I believe. So with my heart and with these words, I confess. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I surrender now. Jesus, I call on you. Come into my life. Forgive my sins. Put your spirit in me. I receive all of what you have for me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for making all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. Give it up, folks, for those folks that made that decision today.
Thank you, church. Thank you, church. I want to give you guys a couple of helpful tips before we leave. There are a couple of things that I like to do each day that help me get that joy. That even though when I'm faced with what's in the world, when I'm faced with within the news, I still have that peace. These are very simple tips. Start each day in the Word. So we started tithing. And it really is something. They'll stand up here and say, you know, God's not trying to get something from you. He's trying to give something to you. And you can hear that over and over again, and I did, until I said, well, let me try this thing out. And boy, we do not worry at all about where our food is coming from. We don't worry about where any of it's coming from, because we realize that this shift happens. All good things come from God. If he's going to take care of those birds, he's going to take care of you. He feeds those birds. Why wouldn't he take care of you? Oh, he loves you so much more. He loves you so much more. And so we, um, even though sometimes you go, okay, uh, my Lord, is this where you want me? No. He's got you. So just like, you know, give the first fruits. I've had so many breakthroughs on that, even come to this church. Okay, so I give my my check, the 10%. No, 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 no. You give 10% of the whole thing, the gross. Oh, yeah, because Uncle Sam already took some of that. (laughs) I'm not going to let him get it. So I got to... 10%. 10%. So I'm thinking of first fruits. Okay, can I give the first fruits of my day to the Lord? What does that do in my life if I give the first fruits of my day to the Lord? I don't know if this story is going to make much sense, but this morning was we're running around and we're up a little earlier because we got the kids and we're coming here. And I looked at Lizzie and I go, hey, um, I'm going to go get you a coffee. Before I started to say, I'm going to go get you a coffee, she goes, she was going to about to tell me a bunch of things, and I knew it was coming. And I go, hang on, don't block your blessing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go get you a coffee, whatever you want, babe. You tell me, I'm going to get your order ready. I'm going to go get it and bring it back, and her eyes lit up. And I thought, and it wasn't for her, it was really for me, but how many times... Do I start my day? If I'm not starting it right like this, how many times do I just, okay, here we go. Oh, I'm running late. I got to get here. I got to get there. Don't block my blessing. What if I just said, God, what do you got for me today? What do you got for me today? How many of you know he's got something a lot better for you than just coffee? Where am I going? What do you got for me? Thank you for this day. Spend a little time with him. Spend a little time in the Word. However much that makes sense for each of you, I don't know, but it's going to make you feel so much better. You're going to start on the rock. You're going to start from a place of victory. Uh, ask God what your role is to play. I, um, I see a little bit too much from people, and I, I've been a part of this too, who sit back 
You want to follow the plan? There's a plan. Somebody else has got a plan. I'm going to be on the couch over here with my popcorn. I'm watching things. I'm good. I'm safe. God's got me. That's not what he's called us to do. He's called us to occupy until he returns, occupy until he comes back. Here's a, here's a situation. What does that mean? Occupy means, well, it's an action. It's not passive. It's from a place of authority. Where am I supposed to be right now? What am I supposed to be doing? Lord, what are you calling me to do? For me, mostly lately, this is really, I've been convicted to act when I hear from him. If I hear somebody's name pops up in my head, I need to call them. I need to pray for them. If I'm talking to you and we're having a conversation, how's it going? Well, my knee, blah, blah, blah. Can we pray for your knee right now? Because I, I have been the kind of guy where I say, well, I'll pray for you. What does that mean? Did I really put you on a list over here? I'm going to come back to you. I got, I got my list. I'm going to get with my list. No. let's. Why would I do that? I saw a guy online. He told this amazing story, and it just shook me to the core. He said he's fighting with his wife. They were having a very bad day. Guy at work says, what's going on? I could just tell. He said, well, we got a baby, and she's new. She's very colicky right now. I could understand that. <laughs> if you've ever had a baby who's very colicky, it's very tough. It's a tough time, tough dealing with this baby. because nothing you do. They cry, they cry, and they cry, and it breaks your heart. There's nothing you can do. Um, you try everything. Well, he said, it's really been a strain on relationship with the, my wife at home, and we're in a fight, and who knows what it was about. But he said, yeah, I'm just going to let it go, and yeah, I'm going to come back to it later. He said, what, what are you, what are you, what's your plan? He said, well, I don't know. I'll deal with it later. And, um, and basically what he meant is that he, when he gets home, he'll, he'll see where things are and go from there, I'm sure. But he was just going to put it up on the shelf because he was at work right now. And the guy said to him, his buddy at work looked at him and said, who told you that? He said, what do you mean? He said, who told you there would be a later? Who told you that you were going to make it home? Boy, that shook me. When we feel the prompt, when we feel the urge, I've made it my focus to try to make sure that I'm acting then and there. Give your faith feet, folks. I don't know what you're called to do, but to save this country... In order to get things back on track in this country or in your own home, you've got to walk it out. What are you called to do right now? Spend some time, pray on that. But it could be something as simple as volunteering at church. We've got an amazing go team here. People have set up. I mean, they've got just an amazing setup for you guys out there afterwards. Food is ready to go. They are fired up. We got giveaways. Who's ready for the AR-15? Anybody going to win that thing? Bikes, trips, could be something as simple as that. It could be knocking on doors, talking to people, getting people ready, volunteering when it comes to getting our country back on track. It could be running for office. Somebody in here might have to be called to run for office. I'm running from any of that. <laughs> but I think most of the good people are. I think we need more people who are reluctant. Like General George Washington. 
was reluctant. See, I got 1776 in there somehow. I'm going to last end on this, folks. Um, This is in my notes. True independence, living in freedom, comes only from living in dependence on God. If you want real freedom, give it to Him. If you want real freedom, give it to God. If you want freedom from your anxiety, give it to God. If you want freedom from your addictions, give it to God. If you want freedom from any worry, financial, give it to God. He's got it. God bless you. I didn't have, most of this wasn't planned. But praise God. I hope you heard what he wanted you to today. Pastor Brian, thank you so much, folks. God bless, church. Hey, can we give it up for Justin Barclay, everybody? Really honor him today. Absolutely. Thank you for that incredible word, Justin. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. And as you go, thanks, New Chapel. We'll see you out there at the party. We hope that you were encouraged and brought closer to God during this message. You can listen to any of our past messages and series either on this podcast or on newchapel.com slash watch. And be sure to connect with us on Facebook or Instagram to stay up to date on everything happening here at New Chapel.